Hi, everyone. Real quick before the podcast, as you know, many businesses and nonprofits have taken financial hits due to COVID-19 and Catholic Bites hasn't been excluded from this. Several of our supporters have understandably needed to suspend their donations. And that totally makes sense. It's a difficult time for everyone. But I ask you, if you've been unaffected and you do have the ability to give just a small gift to Catholic Bites would help us to continue to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ in this uh, interesting and fun medium uh, and reach people that uh, that need to know the good news of, of the gospel. Even a little donation, uh, $1 a day for a month or $30 would make a huge difference to us and help us to reach the thousands of listeners that listen each week. If you can't give something, you can do something. By spreading the news about the podcast, it helps us to reach more people and helps us to, to increase the base of support. So even just telling a friend, hey, why don't you take a listen to this or promoting you on social media would be a big help. Please also feel free to reach out with any prayer intentions during this time. We want to support you in whatever ways we can. And the way that we know the best is to pray and to continue to tell people about Jesus. Thank you so much. God bless you. Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 97, Stephen IV. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. So after some relatively longer pontificates and and thus episodes with Adrian I and St. Leo III, we have a relatively short one today with Stephen IV. Stephen came from a very prominent Roman family. We will meet them again later in in other episodes. And he was raised attending the church-sponsored schools at the Lateran Basilica. He was ordained a subdeacon and later a deacon by Pope St. Leo III. And when Leo III died on June 22, 816, Stephen was quickly elected Pope Stephen IV and was consecrated within 10 days of Leo's death. Now, Stephen's immediate concern was the papacy's relationship with the Carolingian emperors in Germany and France. You remember last week that we talked about Charlemagne and how he was crowned Holy Roman Emperor by Leo III on Christmas Day 800, cementing the relationship between the papacy and the Carolingians. But apparently afterwards, things started to go a little downhill. Charlemagne died in 814. He was succeeded by his son, Louis the Pious, and there had been much less communication between the popes and the emperors since that time. Stephen immediately swore fealty as the legal sovereign to Louis the Pious, and he sent him notification of his election as pope. This, if you remember from previous episodes, was what the pope used to send to the Byzantine emperor. So there was a real shift from east to west. But this is the first time a pope has been elected with a new western Holy Roman Empire. So they're still trying to figure out what that all meant, what the role of the emperor could play, and there was a little tension because relations between the two didn't seem all that good. The next thing Stephen IV did was send a message to Louis the Pious asking him if he could come to France for a visit. Louis acquiesced, and Stephen IV met the Holy Roman Emperor in the ancient French city of Reims with great fanfare. There, Stephen IV crowned Louis the Holy Roman Emperor with a special crown brought from Rome, reputed to be the crown of the Emperor Constantine himself, and the two negotiated the continuing relationship between the Pope and the Emperor, confirming the rights of the Church to elect her popes, though requiring notification and leaving open the possibility of the Emperor playing a role. For his part, the Emperor promised to defend Rome against foreign invaders and to maintain her territorial integrity. Stephen also secured the release of some political prisoners held in France at the request of the previous Pope. 
Stephen IV returned to Rome in late October or in early November, and apparently got to work right away with some liturgical and church improvements, especially at the Church of St. Peter's in Chains, but unfortunately he did not have long to live. He died on January 24, 817, and was buried in St. Peter's Basilica. He was succeeded by St. Paschal I, and we will talk about him next time. Thanks for listening to Abemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Thank you and God bless you.